You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron. Now here's your host, Ethan Haristadulu. Welcome back, everybody, to the Greek's Gridiron and to another edition of UFL News Desk. As today, I will be diving into the results of the UFL dispersal draft, going over some of my favorite additions for all eight teams within the league. So I invite you to do the same. Comment down below. What are your thoughts on some of the players that got moved around? Are there anyone in, in particular that you're excited about seeing playing on their new team and what you think it means for that team altogether? I will be doing that again for all eight teams, so I invite you to do the same. But if you're uncertain of basically how this whole dispersal draft is working out, if you're a little confused at it all, because it has been a bit weird with how everything has gone on the last few weeks as we've gotten the official announcement, and then this all of a sudden coming up just a few days later. Essentially, teams were permitted to protect 42 players from their roster and select up to 20 players additionally from rosters of their respective conferences from teams that were folding. Players that are not protected or selected during this initial dispersal draft that just came to pass this weekend will be placed into a pool of players that are going to be selected regardless of the team that they played on, conference that they were in, in the 2023 season in another round of essentially a player dispersal draft, but it's going to be on January 15th. So that's what we're dealing with here as far as this dispersal draft is concerned. Now, as for the eight teams and their selections made, each team has a laundry list of players. And I'm not going to sit here and just rattle off each and every single one to you all. It'd be mind-numbing, and it would obviously be a little bit boring to just hear a bunch of names being rattled off. So I went ahead and selected a couple of guys from each team that I want to highlight. But if you're looking for full roster additions and all of that, it'll be in the description down below. I have a link right to where it's going to go to bring you to the landing page that has every single team's roster with all of the players on them to this point. But we'll start first with the Arlington Renegades here and two guys from the Renegades that really stood out to me and this is the XFL champions of 2023 so anything you're adding is like playing with house money at this point Deontay Burnett the wide receiver from the Houston Roughnecks this is somebody who presents big playability very capable pass catcher and someone who's going to help take this offense even further into 2024 he had six catches of 20 plus yards in 2023 which is more than any other wide receiver that the Renegades had in the 2023 season themselves. So for an offense that caught fire late in the season, you're only compounding that and getting even better here. He had 27 receptions in total, 378 yards, six touchdowns, averaging a whopping 14 yards per reception. This guy's a great addition for the Renegades offense. Now on the defensive side here, this is somebody I could not go without mentioning here. We're looking at defensive back Jenny Harris from the Houston Roughnecks as well. So a couple of Roughnecks heading on over into Arlington. He is a 2023 All-XF NFL defensive back. He led the league with five interceptions. The guy was a definitive shutdown corner for the Roughnecks in 2023. And it's not like the Renegades necessarily really needed help with that. They were literally first in the NFL in total interceptions with 13 on the year. But you're going to add a guy now who had five himself the year prior. That's literally more than a third of what you had. I mean, the Renegades defense just got a whole lot scarier if you're asking me. Now, next we'll shift gears. We'll jump over to the USFL side here. We'll take a look at the defending champions, the Birmingham Stallions. Two guys that I really like for the Stallions here. First one is going to be defensive end Anra St. Amour from the New Orleans Breakers, a team that I rooted for the last couple of seasons in the USFL at 6'3 and 260 pounds. St. Amour knows how to bring pressure and get to the quarterback. So not only can he bring that pressure, but he can finish as well. He had 31 tackles on the season with 
six sacks to boot on top of that. He's been a star for the Breakers defense and I think is only going to add to what was a very dominant unit in 2022 that maybe took a slight step back in 2023, but with a guy like him helping set the edge and bring the pressure there and add, add, add to a defense that, again, was really good. They still won the championship last year despite maybe taking a little bit of a step back defensively. I think this is going to be a great addition to the unit. And I'm going to double down on defense with this one here as they brought in inside linebacker from the New Jersey Generals, Chris Orr. Another all-USFL player, third in tackles in 2023 with 82 on the year. He had seven tackles for loss and two and a half sacks in 2023, or was an absolute stud and was a big reason why the New Jersey Generals' defense, especially against the run, was as stout as it was. He was able to plug up those holes, stuff anyone coming through the line of scrimmage up the middle. This was a guy that I honestly think the Stallions almost needed more than anything else to really add to their defense and, again, try to get back to that 2022 style where they were just suffocating and shutting teams down. Chris Orr was a phenomenal pickup for them. Now, going back to the XFL, we're going to look at the DC defenders here. And the defenders, picking up two massive guys, in my opinion, here, both from the Houston Roughnecks that we'll be mentioning. We're going to start with linebacker Trent Harris, all XFL linebacker in 2023. He led the XFL in sacks with nine and a half. And on top of that, if that wasn't enough for you, he also led the league in tackles for loss as well. He was tied for 12. Harris is a disruptor, a guy that can flip momentum on a dime at a moment's notice for your defense and basically turn a game around when you need it most. This will be a massive addition for a defender's defense. And then you compound that as I'm sticking with defense here and looking at defensive end Tim Ward, who they also brought in from the Houston Roughnecks, Ward only logged six games here. So this is not somebody that necessarily had the craziest of season. He only played for about half the year. However, when you look at his per game averages and the numbers that he put together in those six games, 22 tackles, eight tackles for loss in the upper echelons of the league. Couple that with five sacks as well. He can set the edge. He can also disrupt the pass. This is someone that with a full slate of 10 games could probably be pushing close to double-digit sack totals. His tackles for loss could be upped into those double-digit numbers as well. And I'm very curious to see how he fares as long as he's healthy throughout the entirety of a season as a starter. That is something I'm really looking forward to for the DC defenders there. Now, again... Jumping back conferences, we'll take a look at the Houston Roughnecks now, the newest USFL team for the league. We are looking at first and foremost linebacker Ruben Foster, somebody that I don't think you can go without saying here. He was a part of the Pittsburgh Maulers in 2023, a former first round selection in the NFL by the San Francisco 49ers. He brings all the skill, talent, and experience in the world that you could ask for to put into the middle of your defense here. 53 tackles on the year. He had three tackles for loss, half a sack, an interception. He is truly an ultra-athletic big linebacker who can do it all for you in each and every single way. Whether you need him to drop back or you need him to stay up close to the line of scrimmage, he is an imposing presence over the middle and somebody who can do it all for you on the inside. A couple of guys I also want to highlight here because I think this is going to really make this Roughnecks defense a tough unit to deal with 
deal with, especially when it comes to even just running the football. They went and got themselves a couple of defensive tackles that I think are huge additions for the interior. We have first defensive tackle Keontae Shad, who in my opinion was a bit of a USFL, all US, excuse me, all USFL snub with the numbers that he put up. He is a game wrecking presence on the interior and you don't get a lot of guys from that in football. So to have a guy who can come in, he can not only do a great job at stopping players running through the line of scrimmage. On top of that, he can get into the backfield. He had nine tackles for loss. He had seven and a half sacks on top of that for a defensive tackle. That's a very high number. And on top of that, he led the league in sack yardage as well with 60. I mean, the guy was a disruptor for the breakers. And again, in my opinion, and maybe it's breakers fandom aside, a little bit disappointed he got snubbed from the all-USFL consideration, but the players that they did select were some excellent players on top of that. But I will double down on D-Tackle here. So this is one of the few teams where I have three guys I'm mentioning. They went ahead and got the all-USFL for both 2022 and 2023 defensive tackle Toby Johnson. This guy is a machine and an absolute unit at 6'4 and 320 pounds. If you need a guy that is going to plug up the middle of your defensive line and not allow anyone to get through when it comes to those ISOs and inside zone runs, Johnson is your man. With 41 tackles, three and a half sacks, he was a huge reason why this defense in New Jersey was the best run defense in the NFL, or excuse me, the UFL, excuse me. Um, I think he is a phenomenal addition for this team. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Houston Roughnecks look like as a team that is essentially jumping ship from one side of the UFL to the other going XFL to UFL. And I know there's a lot of turnover with how that team's going to look as well. And we'll get into that in a second, a little bit later, because there is a team that absorbed a lot of Roughnecks players. So it's not like a one-to-one, the Roughnecks just jump to the USFL side of things. It's a little bit more in, in, it's a little bit deeper than just that. So really excited for this defense. I think they're going to be a tough unit against the run and just up front should be a very stacked defense. Now, shifting gears, we'll take a look at the Memphis Showboats, so we'll stick into the USFL side of things here. The Showboats, a team that had a very rough start to a season last year, turning things around, just missing the playoffs, but did have a slimmer of hope going into that final week of the season. We're going to start with the addition at quarterback, and that's going to be Case Cookus of the Philadelphia Stars. If you don't know who Case Cookus is, this guy is an absolute stud in spring football. A literal star of the USFL, all puns intended there. He's going to be a welcome addition for a team that struggled a bit at quarterback, rolling through a couple of different guys last season at nearly 63% completion percentage, 15 touchdowns to nine interceptions with 278 yards rushing to go with the near 2,300 yards passing he had. He's a guy who has had the lights on bright for him while he was in Philadelphia last season Scott obviously went down with an injury and then it was his show going forward and he did an excellent job stepping in opening up the offense even further and fighting to a very strong finish for the 2023 season this will be one that I think is going to make a massive difference for the showboats. Sticking on the offensive side, though, we're also going to mention running back Darius Victor, a 2022 All-USFL running back. He led the USFL among running backs in yards per attempt at a whopping five and a half yards per carry in 23. Couple that with the fact he was third in rushing as well. He might not have had as many rushing touchdowns as he did in the year prior, but he is still a menace and a running back that not a lot of defenses love to spend an entire game tackling. I think he'll be an excellent addition and a bruiser in the backfield there. And then on the defense 
defensive side, the showboats definitely tightened up in the second half of the season, especially when you look at like that 42 to two loss they had with the Birmingham Stallions early in the year last year. I think bringing in a guy like Vontae Diggs, who's a do it all outside linebacker who literally could do anything you would ask from him and then some should be an excellent piece to add on top of a Memphis showboats defense that again, like I said, tightened up during the back half. He's able to bring pressure. He had two and a half sacks. He can set the edge. He had six tackles for loss. He can find the ball. He had nearly 70 tackles on the year, and he's also able to drop back in coverage and be an effective cover guy. He had three picks on the season. This is a like the definition of a do-it-all linebacker where you can line him up in various areas on your defense and still find success with him. So somebody I think could create some great matchups against some offensive weapons he could be running up against going into this 2024 UFL season. Sticking against in the USFL still, we're looking at the Michigan Panthers now. And this is a team that very much needed a bit of an infusion of talent. And I think that the way this draft worked out for them is going to wind up helping them tenfold. Now, two guys that I have to mention, because both of these guys were the best at their position last year, in my opinion. We'll start with running back Wes Hills. And if you don't know who Wes Hills is, for those of you that are coming from the XFL side, this is a guy who started in only eight of the games last season. He was not the starter the first two weeks of the season and wound up being the running back of the USFL in 2023. All all USFL honors for the season. He had a league-leading 679 yards rushing, paired with 10 touchdowns on the ground. He also caught 38 passes through the air with 278 yards to boot. The guy was an absolute menace, totaling nearly 1,000 yards from scrimmage last year. This is a team that had Reggie Corbin last year, but ultimately I felt like was missing a running back to kind of pair with him. I think the combination of Reggie Corbin with now Wes Hills is going to be one of the best running back duos that you're going to see in the UFL this upcoming season. On top of that, wide receiver was another issue that the Panthers dealt with, I think, for the majority of the last couple of seasons. So for them to be able to bring in a guy like former Philadelphia Stars wide receiver and all USFL of 2023 wide receiver, Corey Coleman, that should, again, continue to add skilled talent to the team and help open up what they want to do offensively. Coleman comes in as a legit wide receiver one for this team here. And the Panthers, again, really needed to have like that legit guy that would give defensive problems and I think Coleman could be that guy for them he led the league with 51 receptions and 669 yards on the season he only had four touchdowns not as many as you'd want from a leading what number one wide receiver but you can't deny those 51 catches and nearly 700 yards total on the season I think we're looking at two excellent skill additions for a team that's really going to bring this offense to life with a guy who is formerly an NFL head coach in Mike Nolan. I think it's going to be very fun to watch what this offense turns into. Next, we'll go back to the XFL side of things, and we are looking at the San Antonio Brahmas here. Now, the San Antonio Brahmas, when you look at their additions here, you could essentially just call them the San Antonio Roughnecks when you look at it. Uh, I didn't count the number off the top of my head here, but I'm looking at 5-6 plus another, like, what is this, 11 plus... You're looking at nearly 20 Houston Roughnecks being added to the San Antonio Brahmas. So whether you want to call them the San Antonio Brahmas or the San Antonio Houston Roughnecks light, I don't know. But a ton of Roughneck players moved their way over into San Antonio here. But two people that I think I need to highlight first and foremost, and this one was a bit of a head scratcher for me because, again, if you you don't know, I did not follow the XFL. So when I saw Cody Latimer listed as a tight end and on top of that was an 
all XFL tight end for 2023, I was kind of scratching my head because Cody Latimer is somebody that I really liked during his time in the NFL. And so for me to see him listed at tight end and I had to go back because I had to double check. I was like, tight end, he's not that big, is he? He's only 6'2", 215 pounds. Like he's not your traditional tight end, but for whatever it's for what it's worth it worked out in Orlando for him. He finished a season with 11 plays of 20 plus yards or more. He was third in the XFL with receptions. This will be a guy that should be an interesting addition for the Brahmas there. I'm curious to see if he continues to roll as a tight end or if he gets moved outside to the wide receiver position. That would kind of make sense to me, but I don't know. Whatever they did in Orlando clearly worked for him. And then I also need to highlight a Houston Roughneck center Alex Millet, 2023 All XFL Center. Alex Millet. Part of the reason why Houston's run game was so strong and so sound was because of Alex himself. He allowed only four pressures and one sack in 2023. And if there's one thing that I think gets wildly underrated when it comes to discussing offensive play in general, it's that some people seem to forget it all really starts with the center. He's the first person to have the football at the beginning of every single play. He's responsible for getting every single offensive lineman on the same page and set up with protections and get them ready to roll. He is essentially the bread to the butter of the quarterback. And so I think bringing in a guy like him to help solidify the interior of the offensive line should be a huge plus for the Brahmas this season. And then last, but certainly not least, we're looking at the St. Louis Battlehawks. And I got a couple of guys I'm really excited to see for these two as well. We'll start first and foremost on the defensive side here with defensive back Quintario Cole played with the Seattle Sea Dragons in 2023. He was a playmaker for that defense there, finishing the year with three interceptions. St. Louis was already a really good team when it came to forcing turnovers through the air. They finished the season third with 11 interceptions, so to add another ball hawk is only going to just amplify how good this Battlehawks team was. I know a lot of people ultimately coming away disappointed with the St. Louis Battlehawks not finishing the year with a championship, but adding a guy like Quintario Cole to legitimize your defense even further should be a fun prospect to look forward to going into the season and then secondly another all xfl player being added this time to the battle hawks we are looking at seattle sea dragons wide receiver jacor pearson who led the league in both receptions and yards in 2023 in the xfl Again, the Battle Hawks, they were an absolute unit in 2023. I would have to say probably one of the most exciting fan bases to watch in spring football, in my opinion. Again, this is coming from somebody who didn't watch the XFL. I was originally a USFL guy, but I'm I will sit here willingly and say that watching the Battle Hawks fan base go was a sight to see, and I was envious of it won't lie about it so to bring in a guy like Jacor Pearson to just expand on what you were doing offensively I'm really excited to see how he fits in there because I think he's going to be a massive difference maker for a Battlehawks team to help push them even further and potentially making a legitimate run for the UFL championship at the end of the summer but those are some of the guys that I personally look forward to seeing or guys that I just think are going to be impact playmakers for their new respective teams. Once again, I invite you to comment down below. Let me know some of the players you're looking forward to seeing for all eight of these teams, or even if it's just your favorite team that you root for in specifically, I would love to discuss with you all in that comment section. But that is it for me. Again, a link to the full rosters will be in the description down below. So I highly recommend you check that out and go over the entire list if you want to go through a more detailed list of guys. I just didn't 
didn't want to be here for three hours straight rattling off single players' names and trying to... And the, the amount of research that would have had to gone into all of that, this would have came out to you in about two weeks as opposed to maybe a couple days after the fact. So I wanted to get something out to you all. I hope you enjoyed. As always, appreciate it if you made it to the end. I will see you all next time. Have a good one.